Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Arm and Hammerlock show. <laughs> Every time I say that that uh, that name, I just have to laugh. It's hilarious to me. Uh, basically, I mean, this is the intro to my show. You know, um, we're just going to talk about wrestling, man. If you just want to talk about wrestling, you don't care about the politics and everything else, you just want to talk about wrestling, you just want a fantasy book, you just want to get excited for wrestling again, then this is the podcast for you, man. Um, I'm not going to waste your time. Today, I want to go over an abundance of things because last night was the first time that I watched Raw 100, well, not 100%, I think I watched from 9 to 11, but it was the first time in about 7 or 8 months that I actually sat through an entire Raw, and um, I wanted to give my thoughts about it real quick, and um, I also wanted to uh, give my thoughts about other things, of course. Um, you guys will get to know me through these podcasts, of course, and um, one thing is I love Impact Wrestling. I'm a huge Impact Wrestling fan. I um, I go hard for Impact Wrestling. That is my number one. Uh, lately, AEW has become my number two. AEW is really good. Uh, certain things I don't like. I won't lie to you. But, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a 35-year-old diehard wrestling fan since the 80s. I'm not I'm not an Attitude Era mark. Um, I prefer this era, to be honest with you, because I think that the wrestling is much better. The storytelling is shit, but the, the wrestling is much better. It's honestly a lot better. Um, but, um, honestly, I, I'm just, I'm just a wrestling fan that wants to talk wrestling, you know? So, um, if you guys enjoy my podcast, like it, follow, um, continue to follow it. Um, I want to try and put up as much as I can, uh, a little about me. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I live in Orlando, Florida now. Um, been living in Orlando for about 20 years. Got a kid. I work two jobs. Um, married. So I mean, this this is this is hard to do, but I'm gonna try to do as much as I can, as frequently as I can. So just bear with me, okay, guys. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into Raw. Um, I feel like they booked Bobby Lashley very strong. Now. Nobody can book Bobby Lashley as strong as TNA did. Back back when he was in TNA and he ended up winning every title, I mean, you just can't book him better than that. Because back then, he was like it. He was the megastar. So you really can't book him the way that he was booked in TNA because, I, honestly, I don't believe in WWE creative team enough to say... Yeah, they're going to book him correctly if he were to win the world title. If he was to beat Drew McIntyre, let's just say, let's just do a little fantasy booking now and say that he did defeat Drew McIntyre. You really think that WWE Creative has the capability to um, to book him correctly and build, build him as strong as TNA had him? Because TNA made him look invincible he was the man there was a time when he had every single title and he defended it and he was great at it 
he was amazing. So I don't think that WWE, I don't, I don't have faith that WWE creative could ever do something like that and book him that good. Um, he is looking good. Uh, him against Drew is going to give Drew some kind of, um, depending on how they book the feud, will give Drew some kind of stability. It will make him look like a real champion. I feel like him fighting against guys like Baron Corbin, that's not making him look like a real champion, you know? Um, they did a good job building him with Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar made him look like a million bucks. And then all this COVID-19 stuff happened, um, which really fucked up his whole momentum, really. But um, but but before that, he, he had things going his way, and it, it, was, a, it was making for a good storyline. Um, if they could make Drew McIntyre continue to look this strong and, and like continue to be like that dominant face champion then he'll be one of the best champions probably of of this uh time um if they if they book it correctly uh if they i mean we all know what WWE creative is is good for or what they can do so uh that leads me to my next point i wanted to bring up something that a lot of people weren't bringing up that i was wondering like it's i was scratching my head like am i the only one that noticed this you know, I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to bring it to people's attention and see how other people felt about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If you guys remember? If you want to remember, I don't know. Remember Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins? They had a feud. Seth Rollins lost that feud, but got a title shot. Kevin Owens went down to the mid card to the U.S. title hunt, but he won the feud. That's what I mean by WWE's creative or lack thereof. This is why I get so mad at creative because that doesn't make any sense. You know, I follow a lot of I've been I've been YouTubing since 2010. I'm going to try to get my anchor connected to my YouTube so that I can connect everything. I don't know I I don't know how to set this up so that my anchor plays on my YouTube or anything like that, but I'm going to try to set it up. But anyway, um, I follow a couple guys on YouTube and they, they made valid points as to like, what the hell is going on? But nobody seems to be bringing this up. And I'm just like, how did nobody notice this? Like Seth Rollins lost the match. He should not be going for the world title when he lost that match. Kevin Owens won the match. They wanted him to look strong. How the hell did he go down and Seth Rollins go up, but Seth Rollins lost the match? You see what I'm saying? And 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 that's that that's WWE's creative. That's the that, that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching WWE because their creative drives me crazy. It's like they insult our intelligence on purpose. You know? And that's irritating as hell to me. <laughs> that irritates the hell out of me. So I, that, that's one of the reasons why I can't watch WWE. They drive me up a wall with their fucking creative. Um, but yeah, like that that doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I like what they're doing with Seth now. You know, his whole disciple thing's cool. Um, he's doing the, the the maniac messiah, whatever you want to call that. 
Um, that's cool. I like it. I like where it's going. Uh, what they're doing with it. They added Austin Theory to it yesterday. I like it because Seth is a company guy. Nobody can deny that. He went to bat for the company on Twitter. And he was fighting everybody <laughs> in the name of WWE. So, he's a company guy. We know that. He's like... A1 WWE he, he wants WWE He wants everybody to know How great WWE is Okay great um, But now He's doing something even better He's putting over young talent Because if he's I have to make a separate Fantasy booking thing Because it's just too good to, to I want to stick my claws into it but I, I, I don't have the time on this show to to be able to do it today. But to book a Messiah gimmick, um, and start getting disciples to follow you and start training disciples and start building them up, you know that's perfect. That's a perfect story. It's a it's an A one storyline because it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so brilliant. Like, it makes sense. And it's so brilliant. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, but I get excited about stuff like that. I'm a huge booker when it comes to stables. I love creating stables because I feel, some people feel like this. I don't know if everyone feels like this, but some people feel like, you can create a, a mega star out of a stable, and it's a proven fact. As a, as a matter of fact, not well, when you think back, a lot of stars were created through stables, you know. And I love stables. I love to build stables and work them out and and and, and see them develop. You know that that's just my thing. That's what I do. Um, but like. If if if, and this is a huge if because we're dealing with WWE Creative here, but if WWE Creative were to build this stable correctly and make them legitimate, this could be one of the most dominant stables, and they could actually build superstars for the first time since what 2003. John Cena, Randy Orton, and Batista are like the last guys that they were able to build and be successful so I mean if you're going to use Seth Rollins to build new guys why not you know let Seth run because Seth Rollins he's gone through so much and he's fought so hard for the company that this new gimmick or the revamp of the gimmick can go over great um <laughs> it's a I think that that's an amazing gimmick if worked correctly. So I mean why not, you know? With Austin Theory, I would definitely push that. I would definitely push Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy is amazing. Um I would probably turn Apollo Cruz heel, bring him in there. Um you can't have too many heels because you need faces. Because you need faces to go against the heels. Um, 
when it comes to Andrade and Garza, Garza's a star in the making. I said that since he was an impact. When he was an impact, I was like, he's going to be a megastar. He has the look. He has the charisma. He's going to be a megastar. He's going to be a uh, Mexico, the, the next Mexican great star, I guarantee you. And because of that, and I know the tag team division is in shambles. I was watching it yesterday. I couldn't I couldn't bear to finish that that thing between the Viking Raiders and and, oh, and the Street Profits. That, that, oh my god. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was so bad. It was so 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 bad. Um I know that the tag team division is in shambles right now and they need help. They need a whole new booking department just for the tag team divisions. I think that WWE should just make a tag team booking department for for NXT. Nah, I won't say NXT. For SmackDown, for Raw, the women's tag team. Just have a committee of like 10 guys that just book that. Let them just book that alone. Like, they're terrible. They are terrible. <laughs> the tag team division is terrible right now. Oh my god. Um. So they they really should. I, I, god, it's so bad. But um, I would put Garza and Andrade as a tag team, honestly, because Andrade he has it. Andrade is a fucking star. Andrade he's he's a mega star. He's gonna be the the second Mexican sensation after Garza. Because Garza is going to be a top face. I guarantee you. Garza has it. He's going to be a top face. Um, I would put them in a tag team. And get them out of the U.S. title hunt. Um, get Apollo as a heel. Let's see then who do they face. That's the problem when the, when the roster runs so thin. And that, that the thing is, the roster doesn't run thin. It's, that's all they use. They don't use anybody else. So, <laughs> what happens? Because <laughs> they don't use anybody else. So, this is what happens. Um, let's see. Let's see. So, yes, there's nobody else for the U.S. title. I have to write it down. I have to actually, like, look it up and see who we could run in the U.S. title division to actually get the division make the division a division god that's terrible we don't have anybody um let me go on let me go on let, let's talk a little impact news because this kind of irritated me i read an article now mind you i'm a huge impact fan I, I i said at the beginning of the show um i love rohit raju he's not young but um he's kind of an indie darling He's been on the indie scene for a long time. He's made some noise. I watched some of his AEW stuff. Um, he's, he's a great talent. He's a great wrestler. Um, and then Don Callis said something that kind of irritated me. Don Callis, a lot of people like him. Don't get me wrong. He's not doing a phenomenal job with Impact, but he's doing a good job. He's doing an okay job. Some of his booking decisions, I look at like, God, this is Dixie Carter all over again. Um, but anyway, so where I'm getting at, he said that he hates Rohit Raju's um, 
tagline. Mom, his mother calls him son because he shines like one. And he, he made a smart-ass remark about it and said that he would drop it and nobody's going to take him serious. And blah, blah. So I, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to that extent. And this goes to show you why old men should not be... Old, old, Old men should not be in charge of today's wrestling anymore. Because today's wrestling has evolved so much. I mean, we have 44-year-old wrestlers still trying to wrestle to, to, to keep a paycheck. You know, we have Undertaker. He still wrestles every year. I don't want to see that shit. I saw some people were excited that Sting was going back to Impact or something like that. Why the fuck do you want to see Sting in 2020? I don't know. But anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get off track. So, Don Callis said some dumb shit about Rohit. nobody's taking Rohit serious and, and that's why he'll never be the talent that, that he should be. Don Callis is an old school booker. He's a Jim Cornette light. Some people may disagree with me. That's fine. That's your opinion. Whatever. But he's a Jim Cornette light. He's not a great booker. He never has been. Some people are going to say he was a great announcer for New Japan. He was okay, I guess, whatever. But he's not a great he's, he's not a great booker. He brought in a bunch of ECW guys. I don't give a fuck about. Um, RVD in 2020. You know, they got him in a storyline. KD Forbes and... This, that, and the third, and they try to push Rhino still, and Tommy Dreamer, oh lord, him still, and Raven, and Sabu. He brought in Sabu and all of them, and try to make them go for the tag team champions at one time. You know, Don Callis is not a, 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 how do you say, somebody I would have running a wrestling business in 2020. Not to now, other other people would say, "Why not? He's doing a great job. He turned Impact around and blah blah blah." No, he hasn't. I don't know if a lot of you guys remember this or not, but he said out of his own mouth that he gives Impact Wrestling a five-year plan. He said, "I'm giving it a five-year plan. We're gonna have this place shaped up within five years." And he said everything that he wanted to do. Has it been five years yet? I think it's been about three years now, three, four years, and they're still not turning a profit. Now, yeah, COVID-19 and this, that, and the third, but then they, they still haven't turned a profit. I mean, they turned a slight profit, and, and, and anything's better than nothing, right? But Don Callis isn't the kind of person that should be running or booking the wrestling business today. The wrestling business has changed. Now, mind you, I don't think. Well, you know, let me. Let me well, let me, let me go here. Let me go here. Um, I may, uh, I may piss a couple people off with this one. That's okay. It's my opinion. Um, Cody Rhodes books himself too strong, but I think sometimes the elite calms him down. Because Cody Rhodes thinks that he's this great wrestler that everybody wants to see. 
I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where that ego came from, whatever. But for some reason, he thinks that he's just the greatest thing in the world. And he books himself so strong. And he gives himself all the perks. Like, all the perks. He does, He's like, oh, I want this, this, and this, and I'm going to get it. You know? Um, it would really piss me off if he won this TNT uh, championship because Lance Archer deserves it. Lance Archer is how you book a monster. And that goes to, that goes back to my what, what I was originally going going to say. Like he books himself terribly because he books himself too good. He books himself in my opinion, guys. This is just 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 my opinion. He books himself the way Kenny Omega should be booked. Kenny Omega in my humble opinion is a mega star. Kenny Omega is that star that should be representing your company. Not Cody Rhodes. But he books himself like he's Kenny Omega. And that's what hurts Cody Rhodes. Now, his other booking decisions are great. MJF, Wardlow, um, I don't care for John Moxley, uh, Jericho, the, the, the tag team, they do great. Their booking decisions are great for the most part. Their booking decisions are great for the most part, most of the time. But the way he books himself, <laughs> he books himself the way Kenny Omega should be booked. Um, but they do a great job at pushing the young talent. Look at what Jake the Snake is doing. Look at what Arn Anderson's doing. Look at how they're utilizing old guys and making new stars. Impact Wrestling isn't doing that. Yeah, they have Ace Austin, but right now, is Ace Austin a household... Well, I can't say anybody from AEW is a household name yet. But Ace Austin is a star. He's he's good. He's He's good, you know, but is he... That guy's that that the guy that's gonna that they're gonna put impact on his shoulders? I don't think so. They won't put impact on his shoulder because he's not there yet. If it was AEW, I would put uh, AEW on MJF's shoulders. I would put AEW. I mean, I don't like the way that they're booking Brody Lee. I don't feel like Brody Lee's a, a, a superstar. But that's just my, you know, these are just my humble opinions. This is just how I feel, you know. Brody Lee, seeing him in WWE for so long, I never saw anything in him. Now, some of you might say, oh, WWE, they never pushed him. They never did anything with him. Yes, they did. They <laughs> Stop it. Did you forget he was the Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, the booking was terrible. The music was terrible. Oh, my God. Lord, they did terrible things with that man. But, <laughs> God, they did terrible things with that man. But um, he he wasn't good as the Intercontinental Champion. He wasn't good at anything. He he just can't do it. You can't put faith in him because he's not that good. Um, him versus Moxley, I really don't care about. But I mean, 
they built it up, you know, and impacts not here's the thing with impact. Um their booking decisions are always shitty. Like they never make the right booking decisions that put people over the correct way. You know? Elgin, in my opinion, should be your guy. You know, I wanted to do a fantasy booking thing, uh, recreating Team Canada, and I wanted Elgin to be the the leader. I think that that would be awesome. Elgin, um, Alexander, Ethan Page. I mean, that would be a wicked stable. Um, But um, that's for another time, I guess. As you guys see, I do a lot of fantasy booking. Cause I, I I love to book. I run an E-Fed. I do this shit all day on WWE 2K19. I love to book. I love to come up with new ideas, new innovative ideas. Um, anyway, so um, but Impact needs to do stuff that's outside of the bubble, not push old talent still. And that's what Callus is known for. Callus is known for pushing the old, the old guys, fuck the new guys, or taking his time to push the new guys. Like if you know, until they leave. Like that whole thing with Killer Cross. Some people may disagree with me once again. That's fine, but out of through the books at Killer Cross. Killer Cross is worth it. He is that kind of guy he is the next big thing he can be that's not blowing smoke up his ass or anything he he can be the next big thing he should be the way wwe's booking he he probably is gonna be you know um and that's how he's supposed to be booked because he has that look when he was in impact everything about him screamed I'm the main event look at me you know I feel the same way about Moose I don't know what they're doing right now with that TNA uh, world champion if they're actually going to do uh, a TNA versus Impact um, I have my reserves about that you know because I feel like I felt like Moose should have been champion since what last year Moose has been built up to be your top guy for so long he took over the moniker Mr. Impact you know he should have been the top guy for so long I almost feel like you guys wasted too much time and it's too late now you know and I I hope that it's not too late but I hope that they could put some steam behind them because right now I mean his match with, with Elgin and Hernandez was good there's no reason to get behind Moose right now to be like oh yeah Moose is my guy he's gonna be he's gonna be the reason why I watch Impact or the reason why um, Impact goes to the next level and that's the thing he should be cause Moose is awesome he's been he's been delivering for a long time you know um, and it's sad that that's not the case but that's also because of Don Callis' booking so before Don Callis, going back to my original subject, so before Don Callis goes around telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing, maybe he should drop the pen and let somebody else book for him. 
because he's not making the right decisions to create tomorrow's star or to make impact that much better, you know? And um, that's all on him. That's, I mean, yeah, you can say that's also on the, the other guy too, but like, you're a VP for impact. You were supposed to, you gave it a five year plan. Remember, you said that it was going to do this, this, and this. So why isn't it? You have to go back and look at yourself and say, damn, what did, what did I do wrong? Why don't we have any superstars built right now? Why don't we have anything to show for, you know, why we're not able to do live shows yet? I mean, yeah, we're in a pandemic, so we can't do live shows. Probably won't for a long time now, but they missed the opportunity to bring in some revenue. You know? What, what's going on as to where you can show why Impact Wrestling is where it is and then and, and be able to say, okay, I gave it a five-year plan, but I'm putting my company behind that or him, and we're going to go with it. Or, for example, I'm going to put my money, I'm going to put all my money behind Moose. Yeah, Moose is going to be our next number one face. Or number one heel, excuse me. And then I'm going to push... Damn, who's... Who can I put as a... I'm going to push Trey Miguel as my number one face. You know, just saying, just putting out names. You know? Why why aren't they doing things like that? Why aren't they pushing the right way to get the right superstars over? Think about what they did to OVE. They're squashing OVE right now. Why? What did OVE do? To, they're, they're treating people like the redheaded stepchild. They're doing idiotic things, like stupid, stupid booking that like a six-year-old could book. Like they're making really bad decisions, and like it's visible. It's, it's things that should be fixed already. That that's you know. So that was just my. Um, perspective today you know i don't know what my next show is going to be i don't even know what this is going to be called honestly <laughs> i didn't think of a name yet i guess when i finish editing it i'll uh, i'll think of a name but um if you guys enjoyed this let me know if you didn't let me know subscribe follow hit me up on anchor hit me up on youtube hit me up on twitter uh i'm gonna put all of that stuff in my um, description box and um Let's get this going. Let's get this podcast rolling. Let's talk wrestling, guys. Peace.